Hi guys, you are now listening to episode 33 of the No Shame In My Name podcast. I'm your host, Juliana, and today we're joined by a special guest. Hafsa. Hey Hafsa, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm well, thank you. It's this lockdown 2.0. <laughs> oh yeah, it doesn't really feel much like a lockdown, but hey, mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna, gonna make it work and... Just, yeah, but what, what have you been up to this lockdown since we've um, officially been locked up in our homes? Well, not really, but yeah. Do you know, I've just been pretty much what you shared with me earlier, but just going on walks, um, trying to get out as much as possible, um, make the most of the winter sun. Yeah, that's been pretty much me. Just, yeah, I've been trying to keep a routine, but trying to make sure I go for walks as much as I can. Same, same. I've been going on really long walks. Like I met a friend of mine the other day and we basically started in Dalston and then we walked all throughout Hackney, got on the bus, went to Soho and then walked all the way from Soho to the House of Parliament along the Thames and stuff. We've been just taking in London as much as we can, really. And I think I'm going to probably continue doing that as long as I can, really, just so I can stay sane. Yes, definitely. I feel like going on walks definitely um, helps with the mind as well. Yeah, it really does. It's it's a it's a good thing to do, I think, during the lockdown, if you can work out as well. I love working out. So that's what's been helping me so far. Do you want to like share briefly? I know your podcast is a lot about mental health and stuff, but... Like, can you share with the listeners just briefly about like, who is Hafsa in a couple words? Sure. So I am Hafsa and I am the host of the Mind Pretty Soul podcast. And our tagline, my tagline is that we talk about that which gives you peace of mind, keeps you looking pretty and the things that make your soul sing. So I touch on mental health, like you said. Um, So whether it's therapy, whether it's um, depression, I've had a founder of a mental health app on the podcast before. We talk about stress, the negative impacts on stress on your health. We talk about beauty. I've had a beauty brand founder, beauty influencer. Um, Just recently, we had a life coach on the podcast as well. So that's my podcast in a nutshell, really. And yeah, I've been doing it since the start of this year, although I've been meaning to do it for years. And I think what helped was the way that 2020 was heading. I kind of sussed that, okay, we're probably going to start going and working from home soon. So I was like, you know what, I've got all the time in the world now. And I basically did it. And I'm so happy I did. Yes. Love a good podcast. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to kick off and get into the first question, which is what name are you bringing to the podcast and why? I'm bringing my name Hafsa to the podcast and it's because it's a name that I've come to really embrace and love in the recent years. It's something that I felt ashamed of for time for a time when I was a child I really didn't like my name and once I came to understand the story behind my name and what it means I absolutely love it and I would not want another name for myself. But what is the story behind um, your name? What does it mean, actually, first of all? Sure. So it's an Arabic name and it means young lioness. And I love the meaning. I absolutely love the meaning. I initially wasn't actually supposed to be called Hafsa. My parents emigrated to the UK from Somalia in the late 80s and early 90s. And they basically came to the UK to study. And it was like a great opportunity for them. It was 
just as the war had broken out in Somalia and then they're here, they basically found out that my mom was pregnant with me and my mom had this dream of naming me Asma, an Arabic name. I'm not sure of the meaning, but my uncle, who'd been in the UK a lot longer than my parents, was like, okay, I know that you guys speak fluent English, but I hope you know that Hafsa means, sorry, Asma means Asma, as in like he translated the meaning to them in Somali. And um, God rest his soul, he's passed away now, but he was like, look, I don't think you should call her Asma. I don't think that would be a good idea. I think you should call her Hafsa. And he explained that it has um, a really profound meaning in the Islamic faith. And also on top of that, it's a lovely meaning. It means lioness. And in my culture, we're very big believers that you take on the meaning of your name. So whatever meaning you give your child, they encompass that in time. And mm-hmm. he said that I really think you should name her this. And that's what they went with in the end. I think they did that to help me to not get bullied. But I mean, in the end, I, my name did get picked apart in school a little bit anyway. So yeah, but no, I love the meaning of my name now. And I've learned what it means. And I've also to kind of come into my own when it comes to my name as well. I've looked at the meaning behind, um, sorry, not the meaning. I've looked into the lioness herself, like the, mm-hmm. the lioness, what is a lioness and what are the characteristics of the lioness? She's the hunter. She's the one who actually goes out in the pack. She brings the catch to the family and, and they dine on it. Not the lion, it's her. So she's the queen of the jungle. And I couldn't be prouder of my name. I like to ask my guests, like, when it comes to the meaning of your name, the young lioness, have you ever had a distinct young lioness moment, so to speak? Yeah, I have so many moments where I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm really like living up to my name. Um, I'm the eldest in my family. I'm the eldest daughter. And there are so many moments where I'm like, yeah, I really have to come into my own. I have to protect my family. I have to fight for my family sometimes. And I really am someone who is very protective over my younger siblings. I'm really like, I absolutely love them. So I've always been there for them. I'm always helping them when it comes to like my youngest brother, who's at university, helping him out with his studies. If he needs anything, if he needs help with his coursework, I'm also the same with my younger sister, who's not that much younger than me, but just really helping them out as much as I can really. And there are moments where I'm quite a calm person. I'm quite, I'm calm and I'm collected and stuff. And I also, during the day I work in marketing and sometimes it can be quite a tough alpha environment where you kind of have to tap into your kind of masculinity, I guess a bit. And there are times where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to assert my authority. I'm going to have to basically show them who it who Hafsa is sometimes. You do have to come into that sometimes or if you need something done, you need to basically tap into your assertive side. And yeah, I like to think that I'm tapping in tapping into that lioness sometimes. Going back to what you said earlier about um your name, you haven't I feel like you've spoken about coming to a place where you now embrace your name. Um can you tell me more about what it was like growing up with that name, like what kind of experiences did you face? Yeah. So I grew up in a predominantly white area when I was a kid. And so therefore my school was predominantly white. There were 
a lot of Asian and black kids that I'd gone to school with. However, you did notice that you were a minority, even in primary school, the concept of like, there was this concept in my mind. I used to think, what would it be like to live in my own country? So Somalia, which is um, where my parents were are from. And I just used to think that, and I used to think, wow, like imagine not being a minority. And I was a kid that, that concept of that just blows my mind being a kid and thinking, wow, imagine being in a place where everyone is like you, or you live in your own country and you're being born and raised in your own country. And you're not very different. You don't really stand out. And so I remember being called Hafsa Pasta. So like, I think just to kind of take the nick out, nick out of my name, sometimes I'd be called Hafsa Pasta or Hasta. You'd also get like some of the innocent um, mispronunciations of your name, like mm. Hasfa or Hassa or, oh, can I just call you H? And I'm like, no. Or I mean, now I say no, but back then I'd be like, oh yeah, whatever. Or you would try to correct them and then you give up and stuff and because you think, oh, I don't really want to come across as being a bit aggressive or I don't want to come across as being anal. Let me just let them mispronounce my name. But now I'm very much like a, no, you are going to pronounce my name. In fact, Hafsa isn't really even how you would pronounce my name. It's an Arabic name and the ha isn't even ha. It's like ha. So you would actually pronounce my name Hafsa in Arabic if you are really being pedantic about it. So I'm already doing you a favor by telling you to pronounce it as Hafsa. <laughs> so, I mean, if we really can be a bit anal, I would even say to you, no, pronounce it that way. But yeah, I also would come into that at work sometimes in jobs I've had before. I remember years ago, like years ago, I think it was about five, six years ago, we had a client and my manager was introducing me to the client and she'd and introduced me as Hafner. And he said, huh? and this was a very old middle-aged guy. And he's like, huh? Oh, well, I can't pronounce that. I can't do that. And I was like, I had to kind of hold my tongue a bit because I realized that, okay, he's a client and I'm going to have to kind of be a bit quiet, but I wish I'd actually said to him, no, I'm sorry, but it's not Hafta. Um, it's Hafsa. And in a lighthearted way, but that time I was very like kind of very early on in my career very much like a, I need to stand out in my job. I need to do right. I need to do this instead of correcting a client who we're potentially like potentially making money from and just kind of grin and bear it. But at that time, that's what I did. And I wish I didn't have m loads of moments like that where you're just kind of allowing people to, to butcher your name or having to like kind of fight your like corner and just be like, no, this is actually how you pronounce my name. Um, also sometimes I'd have moments where I'm like, sometimes I just wish I could go to the shop and find a keyring that says my name, like yeah. Alice or Jonathan, Jonathan or Jack or whatever. Like you'd look at a name and you'll be like, Oh, I wish I had that name. Or I wish mm -hmm. I had a name that was easier on the tongue as well. And I mean, now I look back at it and I'm like, I wish I just accepted my name. I wish I accepted that difference. But growing up, it wasn't like that at all. I feel like, yeah, we get to a point when we're older, where we're like, actually, I'm stuck with this quality of mind. Like, this is me kind of thing. Yeah. Embrace it.
Exactly. And, and it's the best thing. Like, I think you really come into your own and in fact, you embrace the differences, but as a kid, you want to blend in. You don't want anything that makes you stand out. And as a black Muslim kid in school, you do stand out as it is. So with a name that's very foreign on top of that, you're, you're bound to have some kind of eyebrows a bit, that are a bit raised in the playground. Actually, I want to speak about, you spoke and there's an, like, your name is Arabic. You said there's an actual, like, particular pedantic way to say your name in its truest form. Yeah. What is the difference? Like, because when you said it, like, how, how can I, how can one differ- differentiate between the original Hafsa and the Hafsa that we call you mostly by if that makes sense yeah so so it's so in the arabic language in the alphabet you have ha and then ha so ha is like a guttural kind of sound it comes from the throat in a way like it's not all the way from the throat there are other letters that require a lot more effort but it's kind of i think like the middle passage of the throat i think and and there are names like Hannah in the Arabic language, which which have the letter ha, and then you've got Hafsa. And with Hafsa, my family call me that. Um, people who generally a lot older. I've noticed that the older generation of people, like my aunts and my uncles and and everyone, are more likely to call me Hafsa, whereas my peers nowadays they do call me Hafsa, only because I think we've been kind of conditioned to to just omit that letter when it comes to like a, like a setting where I know that people aren't going to speak Arabic. And so the way I introduce myself, even on my podcast is I just say I'm Hafsa. Um, mm-hmm. so my peers who are Somali that do know how to pronounce my name will just call me Hafsa, for example, nowadays. But, um, I've, I've tried to be a bit conscious of whenever I can try to say it. And actually, interestingly in the Somali language, the way you would actually write Hafsa in order to communicate the the differentiation between the hat and the hat, you would you would spell it with an X. So the Somali language is in the Latin script. So if you want to actually communicate the hat, it would be X. So if you're spelling my name in the Somali language, it would be X A F S A instead of H A F S A. And so growing up, funnily enough, um, like it's like a Somali girl rite of passage where you have like the gold chains with your name on it and stuff. And I remember my uncle had sent my mum a necklace for me from Dubai and he'd he had the name spelt in the Somali language. And I hated it when I was a kid. I was like, I can't believe it. Why on earth did he send it? like this and my mum would be like you know what when it's a special occasion you will wear this necklace it's gold it's jewelry you know it's like an asset to you you know like we're very serious about jewelry and now I love it I still have it to this day as a kid I hated it but I love it now and I know that like my name is multifaceted in some ways because like you said there's a difference like to some people I'm Hafsa to some people I'm Hafsa in the Arabic language there's a way of spelling it when it comes to day to day, I spell it H A F S A. In the mm. language, I spell it X A F S A. So it's a really multifaceted name. And I guess there's again, and it's only really because of having been brought up in the UK, really. But then also on top of that, there's a Somali layer too. On top of that, with the X spelling as mm-hmm. well. That is so cool. Like I'm proud <laughs> of that. Wow, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> 
No, do you do you ever go by? I've I've always liked to ask my guests like, do you what do you think of people shortening names without or with permission? Do you have a nickname yourself if Hafsa? So my my stance on it is I don't want you to shorten my name if you don't if if I've not if we've not re, if we're not on that level basically. So I have some of my friends call me Hafs. I don't mind that. Like Hafs is like a, an endearment term, although I don't really like it too much, but Hafs is like what some of my friends call me. My dad actually calls me Hafa. So my dad will never, unless he's annoyed at me, he'll never pronounce my name as Hafsa. He'll say Hafa. And that's, mm-hmm. how, that's his term for me. No one else but him calls me Hafa. My mom calls me by my, like my name, proper, my proper name all the time. <laughs> and yeah, so it's either Hafa, Hafs, or just Hafsa. And yeah, I don't really like it when people pronounce. I, I, I actually remember once someone called me Haf, and I was like, no, please, no, you don't have permission to call me Haf, okay? That's not how it works, all right? Please pronounce my full name. Oh my gosh. No, it's interesting just to gauge like how people view I mean, some people view it as endearing, and then others as like, you have to there's levels to you shortening my name exactly yeah. like what about you do you like generally have people that pronounce your name differently or like do they shorten it for you yes 100 so people at, at home no one calls me juliana they all call me julie yeah when i tell people this they're like no like, why do people call you julie i'm like everyone from like my childhood up to like say 13 probably like yeah people that have known me since i'm younger will know me as judy and then they'll call, my parents will call me juliana when there's something serious happening or yeah like their tone switches or they'll call me by my middle name which is ogechi my parents mostly call me by my middle nigerian name which is ogechi or they call me judy yeah What is it like in in Somalia? Like, how do Somali people name? Is there like a way that Somali people name? Yeah, so we have a custom where we go by. So, in terms of here, at least in the UK, I'm Hafsa Isa Salway. But in the in my culture, I wouldn't just be Hafsa Isa Salway. I have a very, I have a much longer name than that. And that's mainly going by my dad, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, my great-great-great-grandfather. So it kind of goes on and on. So you have a very long name. Um, we don't really have a culture of middle names. So you will generally have, I mean, at least for me, or at least in my family. So you'll have your name. And then, so for example, it will be Hafsa. And then my father, so Abdissalam. Muhammad, his father, Isa, his father, Salwa, his father. So Isa Salwa is like the way people identify the wider family. But if we really want to kind of get into the nitty gritty of it, it would have a much longer name. So Isa Salwa, my dad can actually go far beyond Isa Salwa. I can't, I don't really know much beyond that. I can't remember. I've been told, but I've just never, it's never really been absorbed into my mind properly. But Mm -hmm literally my dad can go way beyond that he can literally go I think up to like multiple generations like that's generally how we've kind of been able to track and trace the lineage of where we've come from and who we've come from which is really cool and um so you'll have that name but also I've noticed a lot in Somali culture will have nicknames so I have a nickname um Yela which is um, my great-grandmother's 
nickname. Sorry, her name. I'm, I think it's my great grandmother. No, my great great grandmother. That's her. That's her name, and that is her name because um, and they've named me that because apparently she had this like really long, dark, luscious hair and. They uh, wanted her to kind of live on. And so my dad's family will call me that. That is my nickname. In fact, they call me that more than they call me Hafsa, actually. So that's yeah. generally how we've gone with it. So you have a nickname and then you have your actual real name as well. Sometimes those nicknames will be um, quite rude sometimes. Like they'll call you a nickname based on an, like a assumed deformity. So if you've got like, a, if you're short, they'll call you Gabo, which is short in Somali. So yeah, a lot of people have um, uh-huh. names. What is it like actually, like knowing that your names are linked to former generations? Does that in any way play a part in ha- how you've come to embrace your name? Yeah, I I wouldn't say it's ha- helped me in terms of embracing my name, but I think it's just really cool knowing the people after that came before me, like my knowing my mm. ancestors, like these are people that I've never met before. I've not even met my grandfather. He passed away before I was born actually, but knowing, mm. wow, okay, that this is something that my children in the future can see as well that, Oh, my mother, these are the people that came before her. And also with my kids, it will be like that as well. So they'll have their family generate, like they'll know their generations coming from their father. You know, I really like that sense of knowing where you've come from. Although there are times where I'm like, I wish we had the tradition where we could do the same with the women that came before me as well. Um, because it's not as codified as Hafsa, Abdisalam, Hamid, Isa, Salwe. It's more of a, like it's more, it's told orally as opposed to it being a written name. So yes, this was your grandmother. This was your great grandmother. She was like this. So I wish it was a bit more codified, but otherwise it's just really cool knowing who's come before me and just knowing my ancestors. And I think being a second generation kid in the UK from a Somali background, there are times where I've had to kind of come to reconcile my British, like I like identity having been born and raised here, but then also originally coming from Somalia and it's helped me to recognize where I'm from as well. So I'm really keen on knowing my ancestors, knowing where they came from, but then also acknowledging that you had this history in Somalia, you came from this, you came from that, you had this upbringing, you had that past. And I've come to kind of find out about my ancestors, um, some of them at least. And then thinking, how cool is it that they had this, they grew up in this way. And then now their direct um, ancestors are now living in the UK, a different life in a completely different way. Uh, it's just, it, it just blows my mind sometimes actually taking a step back to what you said about in your career having to make a stand about or make a point about no my name is this have you seen the new LinkedIn um, feature that allows people to to share how their name ought to be pronounced no I haven't actually that's so cool but yeah, yeah no they basically like give you the opportunity to put on your profile um how to properly pronounce your name. I was just wondering if you had any thoughts on this innovation, like speaking of like the workplace and do you think this has power? Do you not think it's necessary? I think it's necessary. I love the idea. Funnily enough, actually, I graduated from my master's about five years ago and 
they when we were registering to kind of um buy our tickets and stuff like that when it came to i think there was a form where it said something like oh how would you like your name to be pronounced and i spelt it for them phonetically they overlooked that when it actually came to calling my name out i can't remember how they pronounced my name but i just remember just before i walked onto the stage i was like yeah they really didn't look into the fact that i told them how to spell my name how to pronounce my name sorry and uh-huh. really, I just remember that really annoying me because I was thinking, well, I already expected people to mispronounce my name, but if you were going to ask that and then to not do it, yeah, that's really annoying. But I really like the idea of having a way of pronouncing the name because in the workplace, most of the people that I do work with, and I mean, to kind of understand where they're coming from, they likely never have, they likely would never have worked with people like myself, you know? Yeah. and. So a name like mine, especially also I have a very, I have a long double barreled surname. So to just kind of say to them, look, I know that you're probably racking your brain and trying to think of how to pronounce my name, but it's ha sa e sa sa way. And just to kind of have a look at kind of how they kind of, I'm not a huge fan of molly coddling people, especially if they're grown, but to just say the once, look, this is how you pronounce my name this is how I prefer it to be. And I really like the idea. I think it was, it's very professional as well. You'll have someone, you'll pronounce it to someone and then they'll still, they won't care. They'll just still pronounce it how they wish. Is it because it kind of goes in one ear or out the other? Sometimes I don't think it's deliberate, but other times I'm like, yeah, because you're being unprofessional because you just really don't care to take the time to actually get to know me maybe. But I I quite like the idea of doing something like that. I think that would really make people feel included in the workplace too yeah that's important I feel like names are one of those things when we're growing up if someone got your name wrong it's a source of shame like people start laughing and looking it might be like it might be a funny moment where it's like no like that's your name like you walk around with your name exactly and your parents gave you that name for a reason like my parents aren't stupid they don't just randomly call me Hafsa because of because they just felt like the name sounded nice. There was a meaning behind it. I think every single person has a name for a reason. You have, like, everyone will have a significance behind their name. So the very least that you can do is to at least honour that for me. Do you have any tips for, say, you come across a client and they cannot pronounce your name properly? Do you have any, like, guiders, pointers? Sure. I would, in a lighthearted way, just be, just kind of correct them in a very lighthearted way. Um, so to not approach them in a way that's defensive, but just be like, oh, um, so if, for example, they do pronounce Juliana as Juliana, for example, be like, oh, actually, no, sorry. Um, it's Juliana and just kind of brush it off. Like I'd, I'd try to introduce it as a more lighthearted way, um, Mm. in a lighthearted fashion and just be like, yeah, it's actually Juliana, not Juliana. And then if you feel like it's persistent, I would just be like, ah, oh, yeah, like, oh, by the way, sorry, um, Juliana again. Um, <laughs> if it's a client, yeah, um, I'd kind of go along more of the lighthearted way. Ultimately, we are talking business here. But yeah. if, it is, uh, if it is a colleague, I'd just be like, hey, John Doe, sorry, but that's actually not how you pronounce my name. I prefer if you pronounced it as Juliana. Yeah, just to just. Yeah, that's my name. Um, I'm. I also find that quite difficult to do sometimes, especially when it comes to signatures, when it comes to emails and how in emails. So I've had, I always write my name in a signature or as like or something like regards, thank you, kind regards, Hafsa. 
And then I've had people totally bypass that, ignore that, the fact that they're on Outlook and they see my name, they see my signature and will pronounce it in another way. And I've tried to ignore it other times around. I'm like done it even in bold and that's passive aggressive, I know. And I shouldn't have done that. And then other times I'm like, you know what? The passive aggressive approach hasn't worked. I'm just going to have to say, hey, really sorry, but actually this is how you spell my name. Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Or sometimes I've even had an instance where they just completely ignore that and still do it. And you're like, well, you're sometimes you're just going to have to, to just reinforce it again and again and again and be like, Hey, I'm really sorry, but this is actually how you pronounce my name. And I don't actually like the way you're ignoring it. Um, but I think there's a way of doing it that doesn't come across as it being so-called aggressive, but then also it would be any, it would, I think it's, it would be the way you would approach any grievance at work and just be like, yeah. I think I've, I've said it a few times now, this is actually how you pronounce my name and this is how you spell it. Um, I know it might be a bit of a new name for you, but I'd really appreciate it if we could go forward and this is how you pronounce my name. That's like when you know you're an adult, when you have to start having those kind of conversations yeah. and certain things. I'm like running away. <laughs> have you been just to go off like this whole thing of like teaching people who may not have heard your name before. I'm just curious, have you ever gone back to Somalia? And like, if so, what has been, do people pronounce it well? Like, is it just like normal, like a, a name that people are accustomed to hearing? Yeah. So I've been to Somalia before. I went for the first time over two years ago now. And so, so the name Hafsa is, a name that's only recently started to kind of crop up in terms of people giving their daughters that name. But before my mum, like my mum says that kind of names go through waves and trends in, in, I think even in the UK and most cultures, you'll have certain names that are quite popular, other names that aren't. My name at the time wasn't a very popular one when my mum had me at the time. And Uh it was it wasn't your popular name. But now on the other hand, I'm seeing a lot more people like younger girls, not young girls now, like as in babies and kids, but girls that are a bit younger than me. So in their earlier twenties and their teens and things, I'm seeing girls with names with my name and Uh, I'm not quite cool. But before my mom was like, no, it wasn't a very popular name, but I'm seeing a lot more people now. But in Somalia, um, I didn't really notice any, kind of difference or anything I think people knew my name they understood it and I never had any issues with the name no or no or or it didn't really come across as being quite different or it stood out no not really okay and that's I just like to ask that because sometimes I've learned that with sometimes I can expect I mean when I initially started the pods I'd expect that people from the same similar cultures would be able to um say names properly but my the feedback that I've got is that sometimes even within similar cultures like a Nigerian guy who goes back to Nigeria there might be Nigerians who struggle with saying this not struggle but they don't say it the way it's yeah so I just found that interesting so I just like to ask find that like it's so nice when you know that your name isn't just for you it holds this sentiment to our parents or to like an uncle to a grandmother to a community 
they remember something whenever they call your name. Exactly. And that's why I love the concept of naming a child. It's something that I really think very long and hard about sometimes I think to my future children, what would I name them? Because like you said, it they have a lot of significance. You know, you know that will have this name that perhaps someone named their son after their father who died previously, or they named their child after like, a, I've even heard of, for example, someone had named their child like a, after like a holiday place that they went to on their honeymoon, for example, like beautiful behind their names, you know, like these names are significant. They carry meaning and they have like these, this like history behind them or you name them after like, like for example, there's um, a really beautiful Somali name that I like, which is Robler. And it's about like someone who's been born during the rainy season, for example, like a rainy season, which it's, such a blessing, like a blessed time in Somalia because it's an arid land. Most of Somalia is very arid. So when you're born during the rainy season, it's like a blessing. You know, the rainy season brings abundance. It brings water. It brings um, nutrients to the soil and therefore uh-huh. crops can grow, you know, like things like that. I think names are so, the, just the concept of naming a child is just so significant and so powerful to me. No, that's beautiful. Um I wanted to ask then, like, I think we're on a final question, mm. but actually, no, let me go to your podcaster. So I wanted to know, like, how did you get to naming your podcast Mind Pretty Soul? Like, where did that come from? Sure. So I started Mind Pretty Soul in 2016 as a newsletter initially. So I wanted to do a new newsletter that talked about things like self-care, mental health, fitness, beauty, things that really helped me during a quite quite a tough time in my mental health four years prior in 2012. So I was a student then at university and I went through a few things personally, like a few crazy things in my personal life. Uni on top of that, when you're away at uni, you're a bit alone, you've got you're going through things in your personal life. It just kind of like kind of piles up and up and up until it explodes, right? So I was diagnosed with clinical depression at the time and I pretty much experienced quite a significant breakdown, um, a mental health breakdown. And slowly but surely I'd kind of repaired myself and got myself back together bit by bit through the support of my family and mental health services like the NHS really helped, therapy, CBT, fitness, Mm -hmm. routine, food, all these things. And since then, it, it was basically like a rebirth for me in some ways because it really helped me to see things very differently. I think there's a before breakdown, after breakdown, and my mental health is so much better now, thank goodness. But I'm very conscious about looking after myself and to maintain the health I have now in in a bit to not go back to that, basically. Three things that really helped me were mine. So mental health, so therapy, CBT, things like that. And just really everything that ultimately helped towards my mental health. So that's why we talk about mental health on the podcast. So mind, pretty, I work in the beauty industry. So I've always had an appreciation for self-care and beauty and hair and makeup and skincare and things like that and massages. And people Uh, sometimes make it seem like it's a very vain thing. But I think that when you feel good, sometimes feeling good can be a direct correlation with looking good, at least for me and many other women that I've talked to. So pretty, again, I talk about beauty a lot on the podcast. I talk about skincare and makeup and how that kind of ties in and intersects with mental health. 
and wellness and soul. So soul is anything that makes your soul feel good. So I love cooking. I've always Mm. loved working out. I've always loved um, just my creative outlets and my creative pursuits. So it's quite open in that sense, but really those things really encompassed how I was able to get better and to be able to rise from, from that breakdown. So that's why Mind Pretty Soul has the name it has now. And it's great because I can invite a guest onto the show and they can be the founder of Mental Health App, but we can talk about self-care and beauty and things like that as well. So it's quite broad too. Yeah. No, I'm just, yeah, I'm just intrigued by like how people come to yeah things, projects that are so like, yeah, intricate with their lives. So yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. That's dope. No worries. But yeah, we're on to, I think officially, I know I said this interview will be half an hour, but the conversation has been sweet. So, <laughs> but yeah, now we're on to the last question, which I ask, which is, what do you want um, people to know about your name or names in general? I think I'll go with what I want people to know about names in general. I think for me, a belief that I have is that we embody our names. I think mm. we embody our names and we embody the meaning of our names. I take names so seriously I think names are very sacred and that's why I'm so honoured to have been given the name Hafsa because the meaning of the young lioness it just it it basically sums me up I think I'm a Scorpio and we know what Scorpio women are like you know we know that what lionesses <laughs> and we know that lionesses are the hunters they're the they are so proud and they're such protectors and they're so fierce and there are times where I'm like the opposite of that but I'm like you're, you're a young lioness like toughen up a bit you know embody your name and so I think with names we all embody our names eventually one way or another you you eventually come into your name you come into your own you come into your name so whatever name you've been given embrace it look into the meaning of your name, really look deep into your name, speak to your family. Why did you name me this? What is the meaning behind my name? What's the story behind it? And break it down if you must. Hafsa means young lioness. I could have just taken that face value and be like, yeah, young lioness. But no, actually it took me researching the lioness herself. Like what is the lioness? What is her role in her pride? What is the role in in the jungle? And when I looked into what a lioness is that's when I really fell in love with my name so I definitely implore everyone to look into their names research and come to embrace it and then I think you'll step into the meaning of your name my last thank you <laughs> thank I'm you sharing. I'm like meditating on what you just said <laughs> but now it's been great to speak to you like is there anything else that you want to add about names any other stories there's a there's a um a poet called Watson Shire. She's actually a British Somali poet. I think she was a former London poet laureate. I think. Uh-huh. How do you say her name? Sorry. Watson. So it's W A R S. Sorry, W A R S A M. Yeah. And her surname is spelt S H I R E. How would you? But how did you? Because I when I see her name, yeah, I'm like because I love her poetry. By the way. But when I see her name, I'm like, Wursan Shire. I don't even say it. <laughs> In Somali, the way we would pronounce it is Wursan Shire. So Wursan Shire. I don't know the name, the meaning of Wursan, but I think Wursan 
I think, I hope I'm not getting this wrong. I think Warsan is like good news or something like that. I think, I'm not sure. But Warsan, it definitely has a great meaning behind it. But Warsan Shere is how we'd pronounce it. And I think it was her who said that give your children difficult names or something like that, difficult names so that they have to pronounce them. And I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember word for word what it is, but it's something along the names, along the lines of that. I know it's all good and well to have a name that's easier on the tongue, especially if we're living in the UK, but I quite yes. like the name meaning, sorry, I quite like the idea of, you know what? I am going to give my child a name that I love. I'm not going to put too much thought into how other people are going to pronounce it because I simply love it and I love the meaning and I want my child to embody this meaning behind the name. So eventually they're just going to have to come and learn how to pronounce it. You know, they're going to have to learn. They they will learn. Personally, for me at least, I don't really like the idea of let's put thought into the name. What will people be able to pronounce easily? Mm. If you love the name, go ahead. People, people will do it anyway. They'll, they'll have to learn how to pronounce your name. Yes. I agree. And to be fair, I've actually just gone on Google and found the the excerpt from what you just referenced. I think she's a dope poet. She is. But she says, um, give your daughters difficult names. Give your daughters names that command the full use of tongue. Wow. My name makes you want to tell me the truth. My name doesn't allow me to trust anyone that cannot pronounce it right. Wow. Oh, wow. Like, yes. Full use of the tongue. <laughs> wow see that 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 hits me really that really honestly i that's why i love her her poetry is amazing but i can't agree i couldn't agree more that's a powerful way to end this podcast <laughs> but yeah, have you got any um socials and like do you want to shout out more about mind pretty soul and how people can listen and sure so mind pretty soul you can find me on socials on twitter and instagram the same handle mind so mind pretty soul all in one handle all together and the podcast is on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast and then on my personal instagram and twitter it's hafsa so h-a-f-s-a-i-s-a-l-w-e so that's hafsa i salway on both twitter and instagram Okay, that's amazing. And yes, we out. That's the end. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening to the No Shame in My Name podcast. Until the next time, bye. forget to like share and follow our content we're on instagram at no shame in my name pods